0: somebody had my name on other platforms of course (laughs) all right so yes and uh do want to let you know that we do drop a new episode here every every wednesday and saturday so be sure to uh hit that follow or subscribe button no matter where you're listening to we are on all podcast platforms all right so i hope you enjoyed today's show and uh, again god bless and god bless america To the red pill current news podcast hey folks my name is the kentucky guy hope everybody is enjoying this beautiful midday midweek wednesday uh so many things going on in our beautiful crazy world out there and we're hoping to bring you uh some news today that maybe you haven't heard just anywhere else okay so a couple of house cleaning tips that i need to get into uh some pretty important stuff before we actually get into the news. Uh, first of all, we have some guests lined up for next week, um, and, uh, and the slots are starting to fill up, uh, so let me go ahead and get you guys excited about this. Uh, next Wednesday, July 20th, we will have a special guest, Miss, uh, she's a nurse practitioner, Miss Dina Freeman will be here. Uh-huh. All right. And then next Saturday, uh, July 23rd, we will have a special guest. He is a holistic medical expert, scientist, and humanitarian, Tom Palladino. Yeah, so uh, pretty excited to have both of them on. I do also have another a uh, special guest scheduled for August. I'll tell you a little bit more about her uh, as we get closer to it. Um, also, one other thing. <clears throat> uh, I will be, there will, you'll probably see two uh, two episodes uploaded today on the Red Pill Current News Podcast, and the reason for that is a last month, sometime last month, it's been quite a few weeks ago, uh, sometime last month. I read off an agenda on an episode about a group that uh, I didn't know a whole lot about, the Bilderberg Group. Yeah, and I promised you all that I would do some research and, uh, you know, get get down and dirty and uh, find out uh, exactly who they are, what they represent, and, and so forth, because I really didn't know. And uh, like many of you all, according to emails. So uh, also, if you ever want to email the show or be a guest on the show or anything of that nature, you can always uh, send me an email at olkentucky spelled out O-L-Kentucky, the number's nine at yahoo.com. O-L-Kentucky, O-Kentucky99 at yahoo.com. But yeah, so I did did a lot of research, a lot of research. And the more I've found and the more things that this group ties to, um, I, I have to devote a, an entire special episode, uh, just to this because I want to keep you guys completely informed with all the information. So, yeah, so you guys will get actually, uh, you should receive two uploads today. You should get the normal news one and then the special, uh, recording, uh, explaining the history and current events, and uh, boy, it's juicy, you guys will want to hear this, uh, on the Bilderberg group, uh, who's been around a lot longer than I thought. All right, so uh, let's get into the political, geopolitical news economy. Uh, so let's talk, let's start things off here uh, a little bit different than we have the last couple episodes. Um, the Green Deal, right? You keep hearing it. Ever since the fake President Biden has been in office, you hear the Green Deal, the Green Deal, the Green Deal. That's why gas is higher. We need to get switched over to the environmental Green Deal. Well, let's talk about the Green Deal for a minute. Now, if you have done any research on your own at all, you already know that this doesn't work. This causes this Green Deal, the what they're trying to do, it causes rolling Blackouts, food shortages, supply chain issues, higher fuel prices, which we're starting to see. All right, We've already seen it. But in, but in, just in case you don't know where I'm getting this information from, I want to give you a few examples. Okay? All right. Wahana had one of the fastest growing economies in the world. Not just in Africa, in the world, three years ago. It was so energy independent, it was actually shipping, exporting oil to its neighbor, South Africa. Mm-hmm. However, in 2014, the World Bank, uh huh, Deep State, World Bank, uh huh, connect dots, <clears throat> do your own research, don't take my word for any of this. In 2014, the World Bank approves the largest ever guarantees for guana energy transformation. Now, they promised this country technical assistance for energy sector reforms and the drafting of a new renewable energy law. So in agreement to all of this, Wahana agreed to reduce its carbon emissions and then they agreed to enter into the Paris climate agreement deal and we all know about that deal now look at wahana is is now made, is suffering major major and I mean major power cuts Last year, they lost all electricity for millions and millions of their citizens for, for a while. This was rolling blackouts. Yesterday, yesterday, it was announced that Guanaja and Ashtana, 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 I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, uh, regions are without water as well as electricity. You see, it takes electricity to to get water, right? So, yeah, so no water means you can't grow food. And now reports of food shortages and starvation in Guanaja in the next few months. But why? Remember, three years ago, They're the fastest-growing economy in the world. Oh, yeah. The government also made their farmers use much more expensive organic fertilizer, and the farmers just couldn't afford it. In June, last month, the people finally broke and started to protest. However... The police used tear gas and water to put an end to the protest. Do 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 you see a do you see a similarity here? Uh, you know, organic fertilizer uh, is not a bad thing. is not a bad thing at all. However, for a whole country, just switching over to it. In a in a uh, you know and they're already devastated because of uh, electricity and people can't work and so forth uh yeah that's gonna you know that's it's horrible it, it, it is and there and there's your world economic forum all over that because that's their Virginia folks but you know what let's 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 look a little bit deeper uh Sierra. Lanka. actually lied to its people through the World Economic Forum, saying going green would be the pathway to this poor country's prosperity. The PM, Prime Minister, urged farmers once again to farm using an expensive organic fertilizer. Once again, this was basically imposed by the World Economic Forum. See a pattern here? This country has just had an actual interaction. Not like the fake January 6th committee is trying to proclaim uh, happened on uh, January 6th. Uh, this, was a, this was an insurrection uh, by millions of People. They stormed the capitals, they stormed the leaders' homes and wherever they may be, and they removed them from power. Last year the president of Lanka banned banned the importation of chemical fertilizer under order of the World Economic Forum. Uh Uh-huh. The issue now is every farmer used the fertilizer to produce food for people to eat, of course. This caused food prices to nearly double. Now, now, right now, in Lanka, millions of the citizens live in poverty. And also, gas is not even just double the price, but it's running out. And I've seen reports and videos where citizens have been waiting in line at gas stations for two days just so they could get fuel. Cooking gas, which is uh, being used, uh, which is kerosene. They're using kerosene as cooking gas, <laughs> a major shortage. And now as people are cooking with it, it's running out and you can see all over the country that uh, people are standing in line and uh, they they're, it's getting to a point. I mean, they're going to riot. It's going to happen. It, it, it's going to happen. Right. Let's talk about a wealthier country, a country that has more money. Actually, it's the second biggest food export in the world, the Netherlands. However, they tried the same exact thing. They ordered the farmers to stop using oxidized admissions to save the environment. This caused half the farmers in the country to go under. And this led to food shortages and then... The people rioted. This is all due to the biggest corporate corporation leaders, or as we call them, the elites in the world. And yes, they want more of this. They want it right here in the United States. They want it. in Whatever country you're listening to me from, they want it. They want it, I promise you. They want farmers to go out so they can buy up the farmland and we, the peasants, in their eyes, can eat bugs. Never doubt this fake administration. If they, if they thought for a second they could get away with it, they would already have done it. This is a part of their agenda. Now, you'll hear me talk more and more about this agenda if you listen to the episode later about the Bilderberg Group. It's sad, folks. The world we're living in With the leaders, the weak leaders, and the fake leaders we have, it's very sad, and it's very dangerous. And boy, I've got more. Right now, I'm going to give away to our sponsor, Anchor. If you have a podcast or thinking about starting a podcast, check out Anchor on iOS, Android, or on the web at Anchor FM. Check them out. Hey guys, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? It's the best and easiest way I've found to start a new podcast. Everything is right there. At Anchor, I can not only record my podcast, I can add music, I can add sounds, and much more. Also, I can trim and crop my podcast as well, all in one place, right there on my iPhone or computer. On Anchor, as a host, You can distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many more. Everything is in one place. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Best part of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app today, or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. And welcome back to the show, the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, so if you haven't had a chance, check out Anchor if you're wanting to get into the podcast business. Uh, so let's move on to the current news. Um, and, boy, there's so much. There, there, There's so much. There's so much news. You'll see why I had to do a separate episode on the Bilderberg Group. All right, headlines. Biden sends 5 million barrels of the United States oil reserves overseas while gas prices continue to soar right here at home. Biden sent 5 million of our reserve oil to Europe and Asia AAK, aka China. This is the oil paid for by you and I, American tax dollars. This was not Biden's to sneak and send to countries like China and Europe. Biden keeps lying, saying he's getting the reserves to lower gas prices here at home. But he continues to dip more and more in our reserves the last few months. And now reports. After researching this, because I'm getting a little bit uh, antsy and a little bit worried about this, because we have to have a strong reserve if we ever go to war, right? We have—I mean, that, that's the whole purpose of this. Uh, it, you know, more and more uh, in our reserves the last few months, and now reports say we have—we haven't been this low on the oil reserve since the late '80s. Folks, this is impeachment stuff and this is criminal, this gang of Biden. Oh, by the way, by the way, don't let me forget this, please. The companies that he sent this oil to in Asia, China, right? Him, his son is a part of that company, Hunter Biden. You know, the guy who Joe says is the smartest guy that he knows, but I don't understand if he's the smartest guy in the world. Why in the world does this guy record everything and keep everything? Why is there recordings of Daddy Joe calling Hunter and, uh you know, saying, hey, pal, I think you're in the clear, you know. And why is Hunter, <laughs> there's videos popping up. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, folks, and this is serious, very, very serious. Um, I think uh, Hunter's going to get indicted. I think JoJo's going to get indicted before it's over with. Uh, you know, on this laptop, you see videos of him talking to prostitutes and, and being horrible to them. He, he he takes videos of weighing his crack on scales. Big lo- I, and, he, and he keeps everything. Why? That's not the smartest guy. That's a dummy. But yeah, this is criminal. And there needs to be an investigation done on this. There won't be right now during uh, the current Congress and House we have. But maybe just maybe, uh, starting, uh, you know, in January, we get to the bottom of this stuff. All right. The next two topics I want to talk about, um, let's start off. This one was actually brought to my attention yesterday. Um, I hadn't really heard about it. Um, I'd seen, uh, I'd seen some videos, uh, with the title of this. Um, However, uh, and thank you, Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee is actually uh, the one that brought one of these uh, to my attention, Um, and it's called the God Particle. Uh, Ten years ago, a team operating the world's largest particular collider made history by discovering the Higgs-Boson particle, a finding key to understanding the creation of, Of the universe earning the nickname God particle now after three years of being paused and stopped and after doing many upgrades the company the Europe company Kern is now collecting data again this time it's out to prove the existence of another mysterious substance dark matter on Tuesday which is right after the machine has been started up again collecting data, Kern announced they found three new exotic particles that could provide clues on how to subatomic particles bind together, right? So people have a lot of theories about this group, um, Kern. Uh, I've heard that they're Satanists. I've heard they're Synchro society. Uh, I, I've heard it all, right, since I've started researching them. I'm going to come back to them in just a second, okay? But I want to move on to my next story, uh, but I'm going to come back to them. You'll see, okay? Just hang in there with me. So let's talk about the Georgia Guidestones. Have you guys heard of that in the news? Some are covering it up. Some news are reporting it. The Georgia Guidestones. Police in Georgia are investigating an explosion last Wednesday, not today, but last Wednesday, targeting the Georgia Guidestone Monument, which the state says is known as American Stonehenge. Uh, I don't know about that because I really didn't hear about this place until here lately. So, uh, the early morning blast destroyed a large portion of the structure. In northeastern Elbert County, according to the Georgia Bureau of His Investigations. The preliminary information indicates that an unknown individuals uh, detonated an explosive device at around 4 a.m. on Wednesday, July 6. Remember that date, July 6. Uh, the agency said in a statement. The Elbert County Sheriff's Office is among the law enforcement agencies investigating, uh, and a bomb squad has been called to the scene, according to Fox Five Atlanta. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Known as American Stonehenge, this nineteen foot, nineteen foot high monument displays a 10-part message espousing the conversation of mankind and future generations in 12 different languages, according to the description on the state of Georgia's tourism uh, website. This site is about seven miles north of Elberton, near South Carolina state line. Granite quarrying is the top local industry, which is what these stones were made out of, granite. Now, the roadside attraction received uh, renewed attention during Georgia's May 24th uh, gubernation primary when third-place Republican candidate, candidate Candace Taylor claimed the Guidestones are satanic and made demolishing them part of her platform. The Guidestones also serve as an astronomical calendar and every day at noon, the sun shines through the narrow hole in the structure and illuminates the day's date on an engraving. The tourism website also said the names of four ancient languages are inscribed on the insides nearing the top. Babylonian, uh, classical Greek, Sanskrit, Egyptian, hieroglyphics, it added, the guy stones are mysteriously or mysterious in origin for no one knows the identity of the group or sponsor, except for an alias, uh, who goes by RC Christian who provide, who provided its, uh, specific specifications. Now this RC Christian, only one person, uh, knows cause I've done, done some research on this. All right. Uh, only one person knew or knows I, he may still be alive knows RC Christian's true identity RC Christian's passed on okay is a banker he walks into the banker aren't this this tall RC Christian man uh who who he calls himself i'm not saying at all that he's a christian that's what he named himself RC Christian he walks in this banker's office and the banker goes how can i help you And he says, I need, uh, I need you to promise me that you will be the only one to ever know my true identity before they even get started. He had a suitcase full of money. He didn't need any money. He just wanted that banker's confidentiality is what he needed, right? This banker has taken that oath so seriously. I've seen him on uh, a couple of different interviews by different people that he will not, will not give up the true identity of R.C. Christian, okay? And now, n- now it's been completely demolished. It's gone now, right? It's gone. There's another one, another explosion. It's been completely demolished. Um, <laughs> I mean, this thing was evil. It talked about population control. Uh, it, it just had so many things that looked satanic on it, right? Now, also a, a little nugget for you guys, right? This monument it was exactly exactly six hundred and sixty-six miles. From the UN's location. Yep. Let me say that again. <laughs> and you can call coincidence if you like. That's fine. That's fine. Do your own research. But it is a, this monument was located exactly 666 miles from U, the UN's location. Now, here's what's really interesting to me. Okay. When you watch the video of the explosion, right? You see like the lightning, like it. It, it kind of looks like a an energy weapon sort of thing. I mean, it it looks you know like uh, like the movies, right? I I don't see how a military even a military grade bomb would kind of uh, make. Uh, make the site that we've seen on all the videos, right? And you can see a timestamp uh, when whenever this thing blows up, right? Now, Now, they're also showing us a video of an individual who runs to a gray car and drives away. But now, if you watch this video of the individual running and the car driving away, and I've watched it every which way possible. There is no timestamp at all, which I find very strange, because everything else has a timestamp on there. I find that very strange. Also, also, this happened on July 6, and Kern, who I was just talking about started back just hours before this explosion. Is there a connection? Not everything can be a coincidence, right? You research it yourself and decide. Maybe I'm just a crazy podcaster. <laughs> but something, something's odd there. Uh, just a few hours, folks. Remember, Kern started July 5th, but they were in Europe, right? We're in the first explosion was only four hours into July six. Think about the time. It just you know think about the time to do your own research. That's all I'm saying. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I go by research and facts. And my saying and you, for my regular customers, you've heard it over and over. If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Walks like a duck. It's a duck. So all right, let's move on. The US inflation spikes to nine point wow. Whew, man, this guy is going to starve us to death. US inflation spikes to nine point one percent, fueled by high gas and food prices. The US consumer prices accelerated in June as gasoline and food costs remained uh, elevated, Resulting in the largest annual increase in inflation in 40 and a half years and cementing the case for the Federal Reserve to hike interest, uh, interest rates by 75 basis points later this month. Ooh. The consumer price index increased 1.3% last month after advancing 1.0% in May, the labor Labor Department said uh, today, this brings the June year over year inflation figure to 9.1%, the highest since November 1981, another 40-year high. Good job, Joey. Economists economists polled by Reuters had forecast the CPI would raise 1.1%. Consumer prices are surging, driven by snarled global supply chains and massive physical stimulus from governments early in the COVID-19 pandemic. The ongoing war in Ukraine, which has caused a spike in global food and fuel prices, has worsened the situation. It's not caused it all, like Joey likes to say, Russia, Russia, Russia. But it it has, and of course, we knew, I knew, everybody knew that it was going to affect it, but it didn't cause it. It was happening way before the war ever started. U.S. gasoline prices hit record highs in June, averaging above $5 per gallon, uh, according to data from Motorist uh, Advocacy Group, AAA. Uh, They have since declined from last month's peak and were averaging $4.63 per gallon uh, on Wednesday, today. Uh, We could ease some of the pressure on, which could, which could ease some of the pressure on consumers. Yeah, it's just double what it was a year ago. Yeah, that's going to ease a lot of pressure. Uh, It's doubled. Wages have stayed the same. Uh, (laughs) The inflation data followed stronger than expected job growth in June. The economy created 372,000 jobs last month. Nope, don't believe that. The government reported last Friday with a broader measure of unemployment failing to, re- to a record low. Uh-huh, that's a lie. Labor market tightness is also underscored by the fact that there were nearly two jobs for every unemployed person at the end of May. The Fed wants to cool demand in the economy to bring inflation down to its 2% target. Financial markets overwhelmingly expect the U.S. Central Bank to raise its policy rate by another three-quarters of a percentage point at its July 26th, 27th meeting. It has hiked its overnight interest rate 150 basis points since March. Remember, that's your U.S. central bank. June CPI increase of 9.1% was the biggest gain since November 1981 and followed an 8.6 rise in May. There had been hope that the shift in spending from goods to services would help cool inflation. But the very tight labor market is boosting wages, contributing to higher prices for services. No, they're not. That's a lie. Biden is going to go down as not only the worst president ever, but the, with the president who has cut wages more than any other president. Underlying inflation pressures remained strong last month. Excluding the volatile food and energy components, the CPI gained 0.7% in June after climbing to 0.6% in May. The so-called core CPI increased 5.9% in the 12 months through June. (laughs) That followed a 6% rise in the 12 months through May. High inflation and rising borrowing costs are stoking fears of a recession by early next year. Now, folks, we're already in a recession. Uh, If you're new here, I've been saying this. I called us in a recession two months ago we're in a recession. It's there. You can say what you want. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can listen to these fake media if you want, but, uh, yeah, we've, we've been in a recession and, uh, you know, they can say that, uh, you know, here, here's my take on this. They can say inflation is 9.1%, but <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? 9% when gas is double, when food is up way more than 9%. Shoot, if you go to McDonald's right now, McDonald's, I'll give you a good example. McDonald's, double cheeseburger, for years were a dollar piece. Then it went to a dollar and a quarter, right? Hey, times, you know, stuff, stuff goes up, right? Now, they're almost $2.50 for a double cheeseburger at McDonald's. That used to be your dollar food, your dollar menu. Man, You guys missed Trump yet? Jeez almighty. Okay, speaking of Trump, January 6th, witch hunt continues. John Bolton, no relation to Michael Bolton, by the way, (laughs) a former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations and former White House national secretary advisor said on Tuesday, yesterday, that he had helped plan attempted coups in foreign countries. Bode made the remarks to CNN after the day's congressional hearing into the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. The panel's lawmakers on Tuesdays accused former President Donald Trump of inciting the violence to remain in power after losing the 2020 election. Trump, in turn, has long maintained he has been battling voter fraud that cost him the win, and he's absolutely right. Come on, 80 million votes for Sleepy Joe, who didn't leave his basement. Come on, now let's all just wake up and smell the coffee. All right, so let's see what uh, let's see what Bowden has to say. Uh, speaking to CNN anchor Jack Tapper, well, that guy's a winner. Uh, however, Bowden suggests Trump wasn't capable of of carefully planning uh, a coup. Later adding, as someone who has helped plan coups, not here, but you know, in other places, it takes a lot of work. And that's not what Trump did. So there you go, even on CNN. And you know, this this, this uh, January 6th, uh, once again, these people aren't cross-examined. You know, uh, they, they had this big old boy on there and now I don't know if you all watched it. I watch, I try to watch it. I watch it as much as I can until my stomach just won't let me watch it anymore. And I, and I do that for you all for the podcast, because, you know, I want to stay up to date on what's happening. Uh, I know it's all a show and it's all fake and nothing's going to come of it because there's nothing they can prove. Uh, but I, I, I try to stomach as much as I can. And, uh, you know, they had Trump's uh, lawyer when he was in office. And, you know, Trump Trump sent a tweet about this or a truth about this uh, last week. And he said, how will any president be able to trust their counsel uh, if they can go talk about what they talked about in private behind closed doors uh, to the public or to a committee? And he's right. There should be privileges there. That's why you have a council. Right. I mean. You go to a doctor, you have doctor-patient privileges. I go to a lawyer, a local lawyer, about something, and I hear him getting out and talking about it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to sue him. Okay, so <laughs> I don't see why there's any... De- th- this is just a lynch mob, is all it is. And now, good old Steve Bannon, he wants to testify before the January 6th panel publicly, and he vows the gold medieval. Now I'm gonna tell you, I have mixed feelings about Steve Bannon. I do. We all know that he he did a pretty crappy thing with some of the money from uh for, for the border wall. Uh he spent it on uh personal things that he shouldn't have. We all know this. Um Trump uh after phew, man uh scolding, uh probably putting him through the grinder uh did pardon him. But uh, you know. Here's the thing. Yeah, he did that, and he made that mistake, and, and he paid for it. Um, he has blew this com- sick January 6th committee off at the request of Donald Trump. Um, you know, Trump, and then Trump said, hey, buddy, if you want to go talk to him, because uh, he's he's going to criminal court, uh, I think today even it starts. There's a criminal court uh, proceeding Uh, with, uh, Steve Bannon, who is a former uh, Trump advisor, by the way, if you don't know who he is, uh, he also runs the Bannon, uh, war room. Uh, it's on rumble. Uh, very good show. Very good show. Um, but anyways, uh, so he, uh, so Trump, Trump calls him up and he says, buddy, he says, I'm going to remove that executive privilege and you can go ahead and you can go to, uh, you know, testify now, now Trump removes that Trump had that the whole time. Right. And I'm telling you, Bannon continued to fall on the sword for Trump because they put him through a lot where he wouldn't uh, obey the subpoena, which I don't believe the subpoena is legal in a legal court of law. There's no way it's legal, uh, due to this, uh, biased, uh, committee. Um, but they put him through a lot, man. And, uh, you know, and I think Trump's seen, you know, okay, he's willing to fall on the sword. Uh, Let's release him because he he has nothing. He's not going to hurt Trump. He has nothing on him. So after months, let's get back to the story. After months of flatly refusing to cooperate because he he had no choice, he was under the executive privilege under Trump. Former Donald Trump adviser Steve Bannon, whose trial on criminal contempt charges is set to begin this week ridiculed the January 6th committee on Tuesday and dared its members to allow him to testify in public. Pray for our enemies. This is a quote. Pray for our enemies. Okay. Bannon said on his War Room podcast, quote, pray because we're going medieval on these people. We're going to salvage, savage our enemies. Quote, so pray for them, he continued. Quote, that's who need prayers, not MAGA, not War Room, and certainly not Steve K. Bannon, which I'd be afraid of that. I always need prayers, no matter what, even if I'm having the best ever day or week. So, yeah, for those of you that know the word, (laughs) uh, I will never turn down prayer. So, disagree with that, buddy. Anyways, noting the other hearing is scheduled for Tuesday. Bannon said, we'll see what happens this afternoon. But, hey, my offer is out there. Quote, Here's what I need. This is from Bannon. The Trump ally said, Give me a date, a time, a room number, a microphone, and a holy Bible that I can take the oath on. Quote, Deliver that, and we'll see how good you are, little Jamie Raskins (laughs) and Liz Cheney and all of it. Serve it up, he added. (laughs) Now, Now listen, this is how naive right and how how they're just stupid man listen how stupid uh jamie raskin is all right he's the maryland representative uh he's a democrat he said on cbs uh face the nation last night he believes that bannon had a change of heart after watching people like ex white house aide cassidy hutchinson speak to the committee oh yeah he had a change of heart because of that liar because everything she said besides her name has been debunked and proved that she was lying. Yeah, that's, that, that's, why, that's why. He decided that he wants to come in, and if he wants to come in, I'm certain the committee would be very interesting in hearing from him, Raskin said. Though Bannon has said he would rather testify in, in a public hearing, the committee has indicated that he needs to sit for a private interview first, usually in a sworn deposition. The way that we have treated every single witness is the same, that they come in, they talk to the committee there, Raskin said, if they're going to take a deposition, they're sworn under oath, it's videotaped, it's recorded, and then we take it from there. Several political commentators and legal analysts have caution against allowing Bannon to testify publicly gee I wonder why I wonder why he will he will do a lot of exposing I promise Bloomberg Bloomberg business reporter Joshua Green told CNN Anderson Cooper on Monday that Bannon's abrupt co- cooperation can likely be chalked up to his desire to undermine the credibility of the House Unselect Committee, is what I call them, and counter its narrative that Trump is a traitor. Yeah, we know that Trump's not a traitor, pal. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you see this narrative that they continue, and they're still talking about Cassidy Hutchison. They, they refuse, refuse to talk about all of her statements, how they've been debunked. I mean, they refuse to talk about it. Roger Stone. Guys, remember him? His name was thrown up yesterday in the hearing. Roger Stone said the January 6th hearing proves exactly nothing. Despite getting his name thrown into Tuesday's House January 6th Select Committee, hearing former Trump, Campaign advisor Roger Stone said their name-dropping him was super foolish. Basically, today's hearing was essentially, at least as far as I was concerned, all guilt by association. Stone told Tuesdays, uh, Eric Bowling, at the balance. Yes, I do know President Donald Trump. Yes, I do know members of the Proud Boys. Yes, I did come in contact with members of the Oath Keepers. That provided exactly nothing for me whatsoever. Adding his name to Tuesday's hearing was superfluous and meaningless. Attempt to tie him back to a special to the special counsel Robert Mueller witch hunt. Stone added to host Eric Bowling. But because of the two-year ordeal that I went through. And then I was gagged through most of it in the Mueller witch hunt. I am one of the most polarizing figures on the American left and therefore throwing my name into the mix, despite any evidence whatsoever that I was involved in any illegal activity at the Capitol, nor was I involved in the legal efforts to delay the certification of the elections, Stone continued, it was almost super foolishness. And meaningless to me. The Tuesday hearing showed Stone warning Democrats will leading America into a thousand years of darkness. Well, first of all, that's constitutionally protected free speech, Stone said. I'm entitled to apocalyptic view of America's future, and to say otherwise, that would be religious bigotry. There's no uh, exhortation to violence or lawlessness there. That is how I feel. Stone noted, Oath Keepers providing security for him January 6th was merely to protect him from death threats, hurled at him, admit tax from Democrats and their supporters for his ties to President Trump. I can't travel any place in the United States, unfortunately, or even in the state of Florida, now without professional security, Stone said. The constant death threats whipped up by the bloodlust on Twitter is a constant danger to me and my family. A shame. This is America. It shouldn't be like that. I tried to hire off-duty D.C. police officers who guarded me and my family during my trial, but they were unavailable because they had been called in. The Oath Keepers did provide security for me on the 5th. That doesn't mean I had any interaction with them pertaining to any illegal activity, and all of my communication with them are strictly logistical. Stone noted, he is closely watched and scrutinized, so if there had been any wrongdoing, America would have been told all about it. Believe me, Stone says, if the committee or federal government had learned otherwise, we would know it, he continued. So the fact that they, oh, there's a chat group. Yeah, there was a chat group, but I didn't post in it uh, other than to post links of uh, publicly published articles that I may have written at the Gateway Pundit. I'm not responsible for the actions or the comments of other people. I'm only responsible for my own actions. But even I witnessed no exhortation or lawlessness or violence. Outside of the laws broken January 6th, noted protesters are constitutional protected free speech and Trump did not do anything to incite lawlessness either. You see, I'm glad finally somebody's standing up because there's not a whole lot of people who stood up after uh yesterday and and I'm noticing today I don't know what took them so long. Uh Maybe they were waiting to see what President Trump said. Uh I don't believe he did, uh, Stone said of Trump. I notice how they uh, excise when he says peacefully in the earlier hearings uh, within his argument. But if that's true, then Kamala Harris uh, incited people to burn. And this is 100 percent true. If you're going to go that route, let's talk about Kamala. Oh, Kamala. She incited people to burn down half America in the summer before the election. During the Antiva and BLM rights, this 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 Stone guy, he's very smart. No, the president expressed his First Amendment rights. People do have a constitutional right to gather in Washington D.C. They do have constitutional rights to object to the election. Stone noted he condemned the violence on January 6, and the court of law. Uh, and the court of law, not the January 6th committee, will do with those who participated in lawlessness. They've been charged. Let's see what the trial says. Stone said, I don't condone any act of violence. In fact, the storming of the Capitol did not help Trump's desire. That's right. So this right here, you know, besides Trump offering thousands and thousands of troops to Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C., Right. Before January 6th, just in case. Right. Before that. uh, He also you can tell that he didn't do this because it didn't help him. Listen to this. All right. In fact, storming. uh, And I've thought this for a while, but this guy puts it beautifully. And in fact, the storming of the Capitol did not help Trump's desire to have Congress debate the certification of Joe Biden's electrical college votes. Uh, in key battleground states i think it was counterproductive politically stone said yeah that's why it was set up that's why you didn't have national guards there yes you're right if the goal was to legally delay the certification of the electoral college to send the electors back to the states where legally the state legislators could determine whether they had gotten an honest or dishonest vote count then the breach of the Capitol hurt that effort it was counterproductive, and I condemned it within minutes of hearing about it. Stone also talked about his break from Steve Bannon, who he had claimed lied about him during uh, the trial testimony, uh, steaming from the Mueller indictments. First of all, as a Christian, I have this quote. First of all, as a Christian, I have forgiven Steve Bannon, because I think he testified falsely at my trial, But I have forgiven him, and I'm not harboring any ill will towards him, Stone said. That's what the Bible teaches us to do. Stone, whose testimony to the house January 6th select many was merely pleading the fifth on all questions, said Bannon should have complied with his subpoena and done the same thing from the start. I think perhaps Steve would have done what I did, which is to fulfill his legal obligation under their subpoena and assert his Fifth Amendment rights, Stone said. Throughout these committee hearings, you notice they try to say assertion of your Fifth Amendment rights is a tantamount to some admission of guilt, which, of course, it is not. Uh, Man, our founding fathers would turn over in their grave, man. So perhaps Steve and the attorneys thought that offering to testify now would cure his earlier decision to divide the Spina. That does not appear to be the case at this junction. I wish him the best, and I am praying for him and all of the President Trump supporters. Now, uh, once again, I like this Roger Stone guy. I do. If you ever had a chance to uh, check him out in an interview or anything of that nature, I like it. I mean, he gets a little bit heated, but he's a straightforward kind of guy, and, that, and and that's what I like, okay? Um, Steve Bannon, uh, yeah, I say, let him testify. I'm, I'm glad Trump went with it. Uh, you know, there, there's so much, okay. So I'm going to go over this and, the, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll close the episode. Uh, you know, in war, right. Any kind of war, right. And we're at war right now. I don't know if you, if you haven't realized that I, I don't know what it's going to take. Okay. We're at war. We are. It's a communication information war, but we're at war, okay? And it may look bad, right, right now, but I just have to think that we're not so bad. We're not in so bad a shape. I know it looks dreary. I know it does. I mean, mean, the economy, it's horrible. I get it. I do. And I think it's going to get a little bit worse. But sometimes I wonder if it's not window dressing. And, and there's so many things, like Trump, right? He, <laughs> he, he sends out this tweet uh, bashing Elon Musk right now uh, for not buying Twitter. And Elon Musk hits him right back and tells him his time's over with. He needs to go riding off in the sunset. It doesn't feel real to me. You know, there's optics in war. You know, and uh, I don't know. I know this January 6th committee, they tried every way in the world to put down two of the greatest patriots I know, and that's Sidney Powell and General Flynn. These guys are still, you know, if you're going to uh, try to do something that's wrong that uh, and you know it's wrong and, and it's just not going to work or you don't feel like you have enough information or enough evidence on something, you're going to give up on it sooner than later, right? These guys are still traveling the country in the Save America. I'm not talking about Trump's rallies. I'm talking about their own. They're traveling the country. Look it up. And talking about grassroots, election reform, getting the right people in office. They haven't given up. It's 2022. They have not given up. You would think if they're this horrible as the January piece of crap committee yesterday tried to make them look as well as Donald Trump's uh, former White House lawyer. Man, if Trump does run again or ever gets back in the White House, I truly, truly hope he's so I, I hope he's a lot smarter in who he puts around him. I really am. I, I I am. That's the one flaw I have with him. He, he he put the wrong people around him. I know he didn't know. I know he was taking advice. Uh, he wasn't a politician. I know this. Okay. But that's the one thing. Man, he could have got better advice. <laughs> it I, I just. Anyways. This this council and this committee. Did everything they could. To make Donald Trump look stupid. And to make Sidney Powell and General Flynn look like egomaniacs willing to break the Constitution, who these people love the Constitution, by the way, they're all about the Constitution, uh, but try to make them look like they wanted to just do away with the Constitution, which that's a Joe Biden thing, and, uh, and uh, still democracy, uh, inserting Trump back in. Not the case not the case. By the way, all these law suits if any of you watched it and I don't think many of you listening did because you guys know that it's just a waste of time. Um, you know, my listeners I've always said are the smartest listeners out there. But if you watch this and you know they kept they kept on uh the same old same old arguments and they kept saying the big lie. I mean, I guess they think if they say it enough uh americans are gonna ding 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 (gasps) it was a lie joey did get 80 million votes come on come on come on and you know if you look at this committee really look at them when you get a chance go on youtube they're all over youtube when you get on there take a real good look at them some of these people yeah man they look evil I mean, they just look like they hate their life. I noticed that yesterday. I was like, wow, I would hate to walk around with a puss like that on my face. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky guy. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Don't forget, we do have a special episode coming soon today on the Bilderberg Group, as promised by me, the Kentucky guy. Yeah. Thank you guys so very much.